Welcome to the Swim Swim Breakdown. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, coming to you from Berkeley, California today, joined by Yin Yin Lee from Evanston, Illinois. We had, I think, the best weekend of dual meet racing in NCAA history this past weekend, uh, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yin Yin, would you concur with that assessment? Um, I don't think I've been following swimming, NCAA swimming closely enough to conclude that because really I've only paid attention to dual meet weekends for like maybe the last four or five years but definitely out of all the dual meet weekends that I've followed definitely for sure fair enough I can I can say with with a lot of confidence that before the past four or five years dual meets were just slower and slower uh they've really gotten faster in the last four or five years, which we'll get into a little, I think, um, as our conversation goes, but holy, holy moly was this weekend fast. Uh, I think that starts where I am on the West coast. Um, we saw Arizona state travel to the Bay area where they raced Stanford on Friday and then Cal on Saturday. <clears throat> there were so many sensational swims. Um, but Yin Yin, I'll start with you. Just what were your highlight swims? What surprised you? What was a really good swim, but maybe didn't surprise you? Um, yeah. What What were your initial thoughts and reactions to those to that pair of dual meets with Arizona State? Uh, well, obviously Ilya Karun was the major standout, going one thirty seven in the two hundred fly one of the fastest performers of all time. We knew that he was capable of a final link in this event. We've known that since the very first dual meet, but this is just taking it up a notch and it's turning him from an A finalist to potentially one of the best swimmers in the NCAA period. And now as a freshman, he's the favorite to win the 200 fly now at NCAAs. And I think that's a really big deal. I'm also really impressed with Zalan Sarkhani, who has been very fast these past few minutes. He went, 837 in the 1003, also one of the fastest performances of all time, backing up that 1429 from a few weeks ago. So ridiculous. I think Cal stepped up more than they did last year. I think they're starting to take dual meets more seriously. Last year, it was a matter of ASU suited up and Cal didn't, so ASU did considerably better. This time, I feel like, not that they didn't respect ASU last year, but I think this time they looked at this meet and their mindset was, we know what you guys are capable of doing, but we can do it too. And we know you're good. We want to be able to match that. So ASU really helped set the standard with suiting up and Cal followed suit. And definitely the tie, I hate, I really hated the fact that ASU and Cal tied. But um, yeah, it, the fact the tie showed that the battle between the two of them, the two schools is closer than um, it was predicted to be. And Stanford, the Stanford men also looked really good. Um, Andre Minikov was back, um, Ron Polanski, Jirfan, and they did really, really well, especially Minikov, 132, 200 free, um, 138, 200 fly, which is ridiculous. Um, I didn't know he had that in him, and then 40, 44, one, a hundred fly he's back like he never yes. left so very very good so those are all my highlights 
also fast swims on the women's side, Lindsay Looney, 130, 200, 200 fly, but I think most of the highlights were of the men. Yeah, the that 44, 100 fly from Minikov, I don't know if he watched the video, but all of his turns were awful. <laughs> like all, he was taking half strokes into every single turn and he still went 44, 1, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, he looked so good uh in 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 all of his races um and yeah like you said back like he never left uh so the asu the tying of asu and cal was so fun to to witness and to be there to watch so we're just going to mix in some sink or swims today uh, on this breakdown instead of doing a whole section of them so first sink or swim do you think ties should be allowed in ncaa college dual meets I'm gonna think it. I know <laughs> ties it don't matter. Dual meets don't matter in the long run, but it's just not. It's just not fun. I like the idea of a sudden death overtime where there's extra on the line, and especially since this is a meet between the top two teams in the country. Even if it's not for a record or anything that counts towards the postseason, there's still a lot on the line. There's a lot of just pride on the line and it would it would have been so much more entertaining to see some sort of tiebreaker than to just call it a tie and leave it at that there were a lot of ideas being thrown out on deck in real time about like what do we do <laughs> you know there were fans shouting respawn the relay or like skins you know uh i think herbie bay of asu had had thought about this scenario and he was like i think that the head coaches should put on a suit after the second break if they think there's a potential of tying and then if they tie the head coaches get on the blocks and do a 25 all out and winner takes all <laughs> um yeah. which i think is pretty hilarious um i'm swimming ties though i i think it 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 means that on that day they were completely evenly matched i don't really have a problem with walking away from a dual meet i think it would be super fun to see them settle it in a sudden death relay or, or sprints or skins or whatever it is. But, um, you know, like to see the top two teams go at it, swim a ton of fast times, the, the fastest dual meet in history, I think it's safe to say, and then have them come out neck and neck. Uh, I mean, I think in, in, if this were NC2As, it would be pretty anticlimactic and I wouldn't want NC2As to end in a tie, but I think for a dual meet, this fuels both teams and it fuels the narrative of ASU versus Cal moving forward. And for that reason, I kind of like it. Yeah. And Sophie Kaufman, she did an article about ties mm -hmm. in swimming. It was a really well-written article. And she mentioned that in 2014 in women's gymnastics, they, there was a tie and that they need to implement something to make sure that doesn't happen in swimming because a joint national champion is just not, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think there should be some rule written where if you tie it in C2As, something needs to happen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, there was at one duel in the pool, I think it was 2013, um, it was in Glasgow and it was the, the European all-stars versus mm -hmm. team USA and they tied at the end of the meet. And so there was a mixed 200 medley relay 
uh, as that was like the, written in the rules as like, that's the tiebreaker. I'm guessing because no one ever thought it would actually happen, <laughs> but they actually did it and Team USA won. I don't really remember who was on it aside from Simone Manuel anchoring it, but uh, it was pretty epic. But yeah, it's like something like that, you know? Yeah, the Mexico Dramatic Relay would be really fun to watch. <laughs> it would be. This is why NC2As should be combined, because then you could do that <laughs> as a tiebreaker. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was at both meets raining, which I think just added to the drama of it. Um, at the Stanford ASU duel, it was just kind of like lightly sprinkling. But at the Cal duel, it, for certain parts of it, it was like coming down pretty heavy. Uh, and especially like during the 50 freeze, I was afraid that someone was going to like fall off, a, you know, slip on a block at the start or something, but it didn't happen. Uh, and people, you know, people were going 18s in the 50 free rain. Uh, Hubert Koch and Dustin Lasko went 139s in the 200 back while they're while getting uh, by rain. So I think that was pretty 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 dramatic and pretty cool to to win and to see how fast they can go in conditions like that and i think it bodes very well for both teams coming into nc2as oh for sure next sink or after, after seeing this dual meet where the calmen and asu men tied who wins nc2as um all right, here, I'll phrase it this way. Sink or swim, ASU is still the favorite to win NC2As. I'm going to swim it. I know it was a tie, but when you factor in all of the other teams that will have scores, the gap between ASU and Cal will widen, because I feel like ASU still has a lot more potential A finalists than Cal does, especially with Zarkani and... Ilya Karun's getting better, whereas Cal is losing people. They lost Aaron Shackle, and um, yeah, the the whole Brooks Curry thing ended up not. I I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know what's going on there, but assuming that doesn't happen, I think ASU out still outnumbers Cal in top end talent. Agreed. I think <clears throat> I think their depth and potential A finalists on paper is better than Cal's. Uh, and I think that right now I would also swim ASU being the favorite. I don't necessarily think that means they're gonna win. Mm -hmm. But I because Cal has has such a heavy focus on NC2As that even though we've seen them suit up and swim really fast in a dual meet even though we've seen them we'll see them you know suit up and swim probably very fast at pack 12s i don't you know they've done this time and time again i don't think we will see them really show all their cards until nc2as and they have the advantage of i, I talked about this with a lot and you could see it at the dual meet this weekend cal rolls up to nc2as and no matter where it is it's like a home meet for them because they have a hundred plus cheering fans in the stands in bear suits, like screaming the whole meet. And it, it gives them a lot of energy and momentum and no, uh, nearly no other team has that 
to the level that they do. And I think especially for Arizona State, they they know what they're dealing with because they dealt with it last year. But I, you know, they have to be ready to perform under those conditions, right? And I think we saw them do a very good job of it at the meet this weekend when there were hundreds of cheering fans in the stands for Cal. But, you know, having having that kind of energy for Cal makes a big difference and not having it at a championship meet like that can make a difference in the other direction for Arizona State. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up fan influence, and I love that this is a topic of conversation because I feel like at dual meets, you don't really hear about that often because people don't watch dual meets, but the energy at the Cal meet gave them a legitimate home field pool advantage. And you also saw that at the UVA NC State meet where um, I think Ross Fan um, had to like silence a bunch of booing people in the UVA stands. Like that kind of stuff, you don't typically see that at dual meets, but you saw that this weekend. I, I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and it, it, it just makes it such a, f- such a spectator friendly environment and experience right to to see that kind of fan athlete interaction um that we're let's move on to the uva nc state unc triple duel um that was at virginia uh that again where you saw uh ross dant silencing the crowd when he took the thousand free win we saw noah nichols kind of chirp back when he took the took the win in the hundred breast um but it was. It's good to see that that dual meets are getting a little more exciting in that way. That people are deciding to suit up uh, to to get faster swims out of themselves at any point in the season. Um, but I, I'm, I'm it, it's. I think we're headed in a good direction. Is is how I'll end that little rant. Uh, UVA, NC State, UNC triple duel at UVA. Obviously, the highlight was Gretchen Walsh. It's always Gretchen Walsh. Anytime <laughs> Gretchen Walsh touches a short concert, all the attention is all on her, especially this year. I was so I uh, I talked to her in Knoxville uh, right before she went and did something ridiculous at Virginia Tech, I think. And I was a little hesitant because in her interview, she was like, "Yeah, I've been pushing 48s." 4,800 backs in practice, you know, and I've, I pushed a 46 in the hundred free. And I didn't want to make that the headline because there's no, there's no video of it. Right. She's just saying it, but she backs it up with everything she does and meets. Right. I mean, she went 48 in the hundred back, uh, in, in this meet, she went 46 in the hundred free. And so it's like, she, she's on another level this year, right? She is, Leon Marchand, Caleb Dressel, Natalie Coglin, you know, like she's she has ascended to the top of the NCAA. Uh, and sink or swim, she will end, she will break three NC2A records individually at NC2As. Oh, I'm a thousand percent swimming it. First off, if she chooses to swim the 100 fly, she's technically already hasn't broken the NC record for that, but she did. There was that whole thing at um, the midseason meet, um, and yeah. she's just been knocking on the door of those NCA records, just 
over and over again with her dual meet swims. And it, it's just ridiculous. And a lot of people say, oh, she doesn't get a lot faster. Her, her specialty is swimming practice suits. But she does. She did get significantly faster in both of her NCAA meets. I don't see why she can't this year. Yeah, it's not that she doesn't get faster with a suit. It's that she's already so fast without a suit. Yeah. And then she gets, like, a bit faster. You know, she gets, like... Okay, partially faster a bit faster she she dropped a second in the 100 back last year that is not a bit faster you're right she gets a lot yeah it's like that's a that's a misconception completely um to, to give to give some context if you don't know at the at the nc state unc triple duel gretchen walsh split 20.1 in a 50 freestyle the fastest split in history by a big margin she was 21.5 in the 50 fly. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then she went 46 in the 100 free. She was 48 in the 100 back. She was 20.9 in the 50 free. All which are times that most athletes never go in their entire career. Mm -hmm. And she was doing this in a practice suit at a dual meet. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, it's it's she's she's putting up times that are just bananas um, for in season, and it's all signs are pointing to her having a historic NCAA performance. So it's not quite a sink or swim, but <clears throat> who do you think will have the better NC two A's, Leon Marchand or Gretchen Walsh? I've got to go with Gretchen. I think this is her year. She's been, she's been the center of attention. She's been the spotlight throughout the season. And I think she was kind of overshadowed by Kate Douglas these last two years. And rightly so, because Kate Douglas is incredible. But th this year is her time to shine. And we were just talking last week about how Leon Marshall might not set that many NCAA records. Whereas Gretchen Walsh ha has never had that massive three three win NCA meet and I think she's gonna have that this year yeah I, I mean I think they're in definitely two different places Gretchen had a sensational NC2As last year but was just off in the 50 just off the NC2A record in the 50 free let me rephrase that and didn't win it and then just off the NC2A record in the 100 free <clears throat> did win it and then smashed the, the the record in the hunter back with a win. But so, you know, so she didn't have that lights out three for three, completely breaking every record performance. Whereas Leon did six of his seven swims were the fastest in history. Right. And so Leon's in a different place, obviously this year, because a, he's already had that meet and B his, his focus is the Olympics, right? He wants to help his team win win an NC2A title and he wants to perform well at his home Olympics. I don't think breaking NC2A records is his number one priority, right? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to just fully rest, go all in for this meet. He could add time and still run away with three NC2A titles. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying he will after seeing him go 138 in the 200 IM twice in 24 hours, it's kind of like, oh my God, like, can he go fast? Like, 
is he going to go faster? Like I'm, I'm feeling insecure about saying he's not now um, because that's just incredible. But I think Gretchen has more to prove at an NC2A championships. I oh, think she cool. is very motivated to have that 2018 Dressel-esque, 2023 Marshawn-esque meet where she just completely dominates and rewrites the record books. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm with you. I think Gretchen is going to have th that meet. That's our swim swim breakdown for today. We just wanted to recap again, the fastest dual meet weekend in history, uh, it, <laughs> where we saw just some crazy fast times, uh, from, from East to West coast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I know it was a short one, but we'll be back next week with with a normal size one. Uh, and until then, we'll see you next time.